I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Welcome to a special Christmas edition of the Loftus Party. The code words for the Christmas edition on this week of our Lord are chaos and temper tantrum. If you're walking by a television set that's on and you hear the word chaos or temper tantrum, stop what you're doing and run to a bar and down some shot of alcohol. You're going to be in high holiday spirits. You're going to be so drunk. From the new game, do a shot when you hear chaos or temper tantrum. It is an all-new Loftus party. It's a good one. There's, again, so much to talk about. Everyone owes... Listen, Donald Trump's not making a dime as our president. And I think everyone who's in the business of reporting on the news or doing a podcast or has a website like the Loftus Party, we should really think about sending him a bonus check because it is busy, busy, busy. Gypsy, I want to know this right out of the gate. Okay. What are your thoughts on... We're just going to jump right into the wall. I swear to, I swear to God, I could, uh, I could talk about the wall for, for an hour. Just, just an hour. On Ill- we're not going to do that, you guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going we're gonna to have. We're going to talk about other stuff. But we got. We got to jump into. I think the big story is the wall, the budget, uh, illegal immigration, the the Trump shutdown, chaos, temper tantrum, Chuck, Nancy, Republicans, all of it, Democrats. Let's just jump in. Okay. Where do you want to start? Okay, first I guess we should start with this. No, I'm I'm, I'm really thinking about this because I'm I legitimately I legitimately have to uh, try. It, it is an effort to remain uh, positive, you know, and and upbeat and optimistic and all that stuff because it does. It's like a Chinese water torture. The constant drip, 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 drip. The media has been very effective. The Democrats have been very effective. Here's so we'll start with my disappointment. The. Uh, and and I don't and I I, I want to think it was some kind of plan, but like why did when they did this continually continuing resolution, which I hate, I I can't stand those things. Mm-hmm. I can't stand them. We gotta we gotta make those things illegal. I agree. Uh, why why did that not include any money for the wall? Like w- listen, and and I said this in my video, my very very popular YouTube video, by the way. Uh. They did this to, I'm like, why wasn't wall money in every budget? And I don't want to look backwards. Backwards is very boring. I always want to look forwards. But, but they, they never had wall money in the budget. So then, so then they present this thing to Trump. And, and, I, and I want to think that the reason he accepted it, there's a lot of talk about Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh and who's really in charge of the, the, the Republican Party. I wonder if. I, I, I want to hope that Trump did this on purpose so he can make this about one issue. Let's let's just talk about border security. One issue. It, it all lives or dies on the wall 
or the fence or whatever the hell you want to call it. Right. But I, I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm so disappointed in the in the Republican Party. I, I don't know why they didn't have that money in there. Well, especially with what we're shelling out every year. Especially with what we shell out every year. This is true. I guess I was a little more incensed when I found out in the midst of all of this wall negotiation that twice that amount of money was being sent to Mexico and the Northern Triangle in in foreign aid. Um, I don't understand why we continue to aid countries that continue dumping people across our border, but that's just me. It's hilarious. Um, I I, I mentioned that very same thing in the video. mm -hmm. I'm like, we're giving them billions and billions and billions of dollars for some so-called jobs program to encourage them to stay in their own country. It's like, why do you think those people want to leave? Why do you think they want to leave? It's almost like the government's corrupt and they've run out of hope. And it's not like they're ever going to get that money. It's literally flushing it down a third world toilet. Well, all of that money should come with conditions. Well, like if we're going to give them money, and I don't think we should have like completely blown apart banana republics just to our southern border. That seems like a bad thing. So, but if we're going to give that money, it's got to have conditions on it. Well, like, I, here's I guess your allowance, I have... here's what you're going to do for us. But then you've got to have people, it's like trust but verify. So like, okay, here's this money, but you got to do this. Then you have to have people watching the money and making sure they do it. And you got to pay those people. Then you have to have, here's, here's what I know. And this is like, I guess I'm feeling very much like Thomas Jefferson. During the French Revolution, when they were like just guillotining people left right. and right, a bunch of uh, a, bu- a bunch of uh, American, like the Founding Fathers, all those guys, they were all horrified. Like, oh my gosh, we have to go do something. We have to go do something. And Jefferson's like, meh, revolutions are messy, you guys. Let it go. Let it go. And that's, I think... There's a, there's a, you can, I can make the argument for this, that, that like the best thing that we could do to all these countries, well, uh, I, I have to stop myself before I say it. I, I was about to say, cut them off, cut them off. Don't give them anything and just let them, but then the Russians will step in or the Chinese will step mm-hmm. in and then people will like, these other countries are gaining influence. Okay. So that's all, that's all a waste of money. We've agreed. That's a waste of money. But instead but you of know sending them. isn't a waste of money? A wall, a wall, a wall. A fence, whatever you want to call it. But the I'm, government's I'm, shut down, and I'm fine with it. My water's oh still boy. running. My lights it's are still chaos. on. Like, these things it's don't... Chaos. Why, why, it's not chaos. It's chaos. It's not Trump's chaos. temper tantrum. Here's the other this wonderful thing I found out. This is not a temper tantrum. This is like, put the money in the bill, or I'm not going to... That's not a temper tantrum. That is what he's allowed to do in his position. I just want to say something about the government shutdown. That one of the things that you're gonna you're gonna hear first, uh, or probably if you listen to this podcast and and you don't watch a whole bunch of news, and that's why you listen. The uh, as we record this uh, today is Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a day off uh, for for the government people. Tomorrow is a holiday, mm-hmm. and the day after that is a holiday. And guess what happens on the twenty eighth of December? Everybody gets their checks. Everybody gets their checks. So, really, uh, you could say you could you could say the government hasn't even shut down yet right. in terms of a partial uh, partial shutdown. So everyone will get their everyone will get money on the twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Christmas is still coming. Santa's still gonna 
be in his sleigh with his uh, jolly old blah blah blah. Anyway, the uh, the, the Facebook <laughs> has been blowing up. Our I Facebook. Guys, Have you been watching these? Reading these comments. Eight percent of the federal government that is in the classification of non-essential employee. I want to know why we have non-essential employees at all, but that's yeah. just me. Um, it, like, nothing bad is going to happen. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hilarious to watch uh, the Democrats who are so, now there's, they're just, uh, oh my gosh, the deficit, the deficit, the deficit, and oh, we, this, is, uh, this is wasteful spending and blah, blah, blah. When, they're talk, when talking about the wall, which is like, 0.11% of our huge, ginormous uh, budget. I, I can't believe, to me, it's very clear-cut. And to me, the, the, one of the wonderful side effects of Trump and the way this is all uh, played out is that, like, like really, uh, these uh, the Democrats have to explain why they don't want uh, border security. And they always, and, and I love this one, man. This is the one that's, like, endlessly frustrating and entertaining they're like well experts agree walls don't work experts agree i want to know who these experts are i really i really do i want to know who the experts are that say that walls don't work and listen everyone if, if you can hear my voice uh we're not I, i'm not saying i can't speak for the gypsy uh but we're not saying that that the wall is the end all be all no. it's like okay we have a wall we have some we have some slatted fence with pointy sticks on the top we're all done Some kind of biometric. Keep talking about the the sensors and the drones and high tech and virtual fence. Boy, that's cost effective, isn't it? Y you know. And another thing, my video this week was so good. It was so good. Uh, I, I, it was great. Well, and, like, and I'm not like, saying who's going to fly the drones. Somebody's got to fly the drone. Somebody has to maintain the drone. Somebody has to award the contract to the drone people. Someone has to go up there when the drone sees something. And then what are they going to go? They're not going to go up there alone. you got to have border agents going up there. And are, are they going to have uh, guns and bullets? Are they going to be shooting people? I think we've agreed you don't like that. You right. don't like the shooty, shooty, bang, bang. You don't like the tear gas. You don't like separating kids from families. So here's what you need. How about a big old hunk of wall where people go, oops, can't cross here. We might as well go through the official port of entry and roll the dice on amnesty. Which also needs to be tightened. I mean, this is like a multifaceted thing. We've given so many protections to people. The courts have. Not Congress. Congress needs to do something. We've given so many protections to people who show up and say, amnesty, refugee, right? That they're here forever. We do this catch and release. I mean, it, it's a de facto welcome to America. <laughs> yes. And, you and, and, know? And, uh, this is, uh, I want to I break this down uh, for, for the, the people who listen to the cast. Here's what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to uh, help you win more arguments at Christmas. Okay? So the first thing you're going to say is, uh, we we waste so much money already that like five billion is really nothing. It's really it's really nothing. We 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 just flushed way more than that down the toilet. You can also mention that we spend uh forty nine billion dollars in foreign aid every year, like a drunken tooth fairy just tossing it out willy nilly. So really, it's not about the cost. And yes, uh, uh walls are effective. They, they, they do work. 
If they didn't, why did we want that one in Berlin to come down so bad? Oh my gosh, did you see that rapper? The the, the, the guy who put like, hey man, walls don't work. The Nazis had a wall in Berlin. Yeah, the Nazis had a happened. wall. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. I think and I love how was actually he, there to keep people in, not to keep people out. And I think I think it was the the Soviets that built it. I yeah. think it was like the com. And it was. say what you will about that wall. That thing worked great. Mm-hmm. It worked great. It did. <laughs> So that's like it's like every everything that he argued about uh, w- was just fantastic. Um, well, not and just then you that, can get into Israel has a wall. And oh yeah. Yes, they're tunneling under it, but you get to you get to know they're coming when they're doing it, and you get to stand over the hole and go, "Hey, you're under arrest. <laughs> you're, you're under, under arrest. arrest. <laughs> you're under arrest." Right. Yeah. So uh, so walls are effective. You can say that. Uh, when you're at your your holiday dinner, and just just in the money that will save, uh, in and oh my, the lives the lives will save by slowing down. And like I'm saying, this is not going to end uh, the influx of drugs coming into the country. Because here's the other famous what everybody's saying on Facebook: like those those shoot it over with t-shirt uh, cannons, a t-shirt cannon, a t-shirt cannon. Yeah, they're saying that that Mexicans will be on on the the Mexico side of the wall, and they'll just shoot the drugs over with a T-shirt launcher. Uh, but anyway, this goes okay, back to the, the end all, the end all, be all. So you know, drugs are coming over the border, mm-hmm. and so you could slow that down with a wall. So how many? Uh, if you don't have a wall, and you, if you don't have increased border security, how many Americans? How many Americans are you okay with killing? What's what's the magic number? So obviously, you know you can save some people. By putting up a wall, you could legitimately save some lives. So obviously, you must be okay with letting some people die. How many people need to die before you decide it's a problem? Well, and how many really bad guys do we get to make rich who cause people to die? I mean, the whole human trafficking problem, I mean, most Mm. of the people who die coming to our border die as a result of the actions of a coyote or a human trafficker. Yeah. Where they drop them, how they feed them, you know, the the problems with the journey, and God only knows what they're promised when they're down in Honduras or Guatemala, and they hand over their money, but that journey in the back of a box truck or however they choose to take them in... The little girl who passed away, they were hours from anywhere. They crossed in a terribly remote section of New Mexico. There was nothing we were going to do in that situation other than get her where she needed to go as fast as we possibly could. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's another one. That it was it's, it's it was kind of crazy and I'm I'm certainly whenever a kid gets hurt or dies, it's just completely tragic. But it's just it's just when when the Democrats were trying to wrap themselves up in that, you know, Nancy Pelosi, oh, that's like like like, the, like this poor dead girl was the poster child and it's like, "Lady, if you're talking about protecting the rights of children, how about you you protect the rights of the unborn children in this country?" I hate to tell you what planned parenthood does for a living, but that's horrible. And then uh, and then do you know it takes a while for a person to die? of uh dehydration and starvation not a lot of comedy here but it's not it's not like uh 
you can drop a person off and then a few hours later they're they're dead. That's not the border patrol didn't do anything. The border no. patrol wasn't responsible for that. Nope. So, um, oh, and here's the other one for your holiday parties. Uh, people will say this. They'll go, well, well, instead of a wall, how about we do uh, comprehensive immigration reform? Let's look at the whole system. Let's just let's look. Don't ever. No. Don't e see that one doesn't pass the smell test because that's that's the one that Reagan fell for, and that's what everybody falls for. The Democrats are always like this. We're, we will give you so much money for border security, but we have to do this other thing first. They have a track yep. record of doing this. Yup, it, 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 it's 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 madness, right? Because everybody's like, oh, okay, they're they're going to give us you know billions and billions and billions of dollars for border security. Ooh, but we just have to do this other thing first. Then you can never agree on the other thing first, and and the 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 wall. There is no wall. There is no security. Nothing ever gets built. Nothing ever gets done. They did it to Reagan. Uh, they did it to Bush. They they just it's the it's the classic. It's textbook. And that's what I like about Trump going, no, this is going to be about a wall. This is going to be about a border fence. And and that's and this it really does come down to me to like Chuck and, and I used to think it was like hyperbole. I used to think it was just like just political punditry talk. But I think the way to frame this thing and and, and it does it works logically. It's like Chuck and Nancy must be okay with Americans dying. They 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 must be okay with that. Well, well they would people do something. in general all these people were supposed to feel so compassionate about. I think I read something, 4,000 of them died. Who, what, where? People trying to migrate to the U.S., 4,000 of them just disappeared or are known to be dead. Ooh-hee, yikes. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. kind of crazy. Well, here's some good news. Here's some good news that none of the good news ever gets reported. And not that I want to be the good news station, all butterfly rainbow and unicorn farts. But uh, the Trump administration did this. Instead of like when an immigrant, when an illegal immigrant's trying to come over, guess where they're staying now? They're not staying in the U.S. of A. They're going to stay over Mexico way. Yeah, I think that's awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. So now you don't get the... Uh, the protections of the U.S. Constitution and all that great stuff. You can, you're not you can, here. Exactly. You get to, you get to live under the, uh, the wonderful uh, taco thumb of, of Mexico. Well, the people in Tijuana aren't happy. I mean, last week it started breaking that they're breaking into houses and committing crimes and all this other stuff. Um, yeah. It's too it, funny how it, it, it's, it's great how we're we're racist when when we go we don't want these people and then it's another thing when when the people of Mexico go we don't, we don't want, want these, these people. people yeah yeah it's it, hilarious. Well, I, I, you're verklempt. The I'm gypsy just, is, it, it, is the whole thing is just ridiculous. I mean, what I hope honestly is that now the Mexican government will take a look at the problems this is causing in Tijuana, right? And say, okay, we're going to fix this on the south side. <laughs> well, you know, I, I doubt. I doubt very much they will. I think they're going to want to go back to the way things used to be as fast as they can. I know. think. I think they got hoodwinked a little bit, and they're going to go, ay ay ay. We kind of had it better before. Let's go back to what we were doing in the nineties. Yeah, it's a lot nope. easier. Nope. Well, it's uh, it's fantastic, but the 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 catchphrase is chaos. Chuck Schumer's dropping chaos left and right. He's dropping temper tantrum left and right. 
He was all over the Sunday shows this morning. Uh, yet, yet uh, well, I don't even want to get into John, but John Kasich uh, evidently was in on the conference call with what ch- with what catchphrases to use. But it's chaos, chaos, chaos. Because uh, <clears throat> the other thing they're talking about is the is the stock market. Is the stock market? And I tell you, this is me. This is me finding the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I wrote a wonderful piece at theloftestparty.com yesterday. I really thought about it. Uh, and here's how, if you're listening to this, you'll know that conservative, Republican, libertarian, those ideas are better for our country than the the quasi-socialism that uh, Obama would propose. And, and the way you can tell is how the Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve, uh, treats our economy. They think... They, they know that big government is a problem. They know the regulations slow down growth. They know that the, when you put the big giant boot of, of government on the throat of small businesses, big businesses, it just it just jacks everything up. Because they, they keep raising... You know how many times they raised the interest rate on Obama? No. Twice. In eight years. Twice in eight years. They've already raised it four times under Trump. They've already raised it, and they have plans to do like like four or five more. They're going to yeah, crank. They're they going to back off a little bit. Well, it's it's. It, I think I think the numbers from this holiday season are going to be huge. I think they're going to absolutely be huge. I think we're still going to be above three on our GDP, and I think optimism is still going to stay strong. Yeah, but there comes a point at which when you increase the cost of money organizations stop investing they kind of need to stop for a little bit well hopefully they will it'll be like you could say here's here's the wonderful thing not the wonderful thing but it's once again the mask is off Mm -hmm. and i think there 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 is a a little bit of a political motivation that they don't want it to be they got to slow down the economy so it just doesn't look so good so it's not such a huge night and day like like wow Obama had all that. Now, here's I can already hear the people saying, yes, Obama had to deal with a recession. And so the feds lowered the rates to try to make it as easy as possible. They tried to make it as exactly. easy as possible. But then and he it kept didn't lumping work. regulation and government control on business, so he wasn't going to come out of the recession. It, right? It was horrible. It was not good. So now... Uh, so it's, it's it's what it's like it's like they're admitting they're wrong and I, no one I don't see anybody screaming this from the from the rooftops except me it's like the it's like the Federal Reserve is going yep everyone who says that that big government is the problem you're correct uh, everyone who says that regulations are the problem you're the correct uh, it, it kills optimism it kills enthusiasm we have to be able to build stuff so the the upside in all of this is while interest rates are going up we're right. We're right, and all the economists <laughs> agree with us. And I just, uh, did you ever see the movie Sea Biscuit? No. It's a great. It's based on a true story. As a kid, this the book just broke my heart. It just broke my heart. It was so incredibly sad. Uh, sea Biscuit was you know, a phenomenal racehorse, and so many other. It was winning so many races that the other uh, owners of other horses started to complain. So what they started doing is they, they would put weights. Uh, additional weights on Sea Biscuit to make it harder for the horse oh, to win. No, no. It, it, oh, no. Oh, it's horrible. So he was like it's the Tom Brady of horse racing. 
<laughs> no, he didn't cheat. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, so this poor horse would still win races with all this additional weight. And that's what our economy is right now. We're living in a sea biscuit economy. And the Fed is just slapping on weights. How I just don't want the horse to die. Uh, so I'm with you. They got to they got to dial them back. Not so fast, kids. Not so fast. And then they can also claim these altruistic uh, motives. What what they'll say to your face is they'll go, "Well, we don't believe in this economy. We don't believe in this economy, and so we have to get the rates up. So if the economy should fail, we can." Uh, lower the rates and you know uh, kind of grease no. the grease the wheels. No, real it's, wages it's, increased for the first time in over a decade, and if real wages increase, they jack up the rates. That that's what they do. Yep, they yep. are not so, for the American worker. Let's put it like that. But it, it, it's it's funny, and it's like all these these talking heads on the show. They all know this. They all they all. They all know that, that these are the reasons that the feds raise the rates, mm-hmm. and they all know that that affects the stock market and Facebook and uh, their dealings and you know stock buy. And, and, and the whole time, we're trying to negotiate a, a decent uh, trade agreement with China, which is – I think that's going swimmingly well. And I love how they, they make it sound like, uh, like the, the stock market dropped. The stock market dropped because of Donald Trump. It's something, it's like, listen, no, hey, hey, it dropped hey. because the Fed raised interest rates. Exactly. And they know this, and, and the Chris Wallaces of the world, and the Howie Kurtzes of the world, they don't bring it up. And I'm like, why would you, why would you not bring that up? And, you know, it's chaos, chaos in the Trump administration, chaos. Well, I mean, there's, there's a chaotic vibe to some of what's going on but it's not like it's spilling over into the lives of everyday americans or anything else yeah like i don't know i'm still going to a christmas party tonight we're still going to open packages we're still going to have a nice christmas dinner the water is running the lights are on i i I, like the hysteria of the last couple years has just made it so that i can't get hysterical about much I was sad to see Mattis go. I, I honestly felt better knowing that he was in charge of the big guns, right? Um, but I'll see who comes next. And I'm conflicted on the whole Syria thing. I really am. Me too. I think we're hanging the Kurds out to dry, and I think it's wrong on a humanitarian level, and they're gonna get. It's not going to be pretty. Um, well, here's here's what I can say that uh, I guess I guess Trump and these guys were working on this plan to get us out of Syria for a long time, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was and this just shows uh, my ignorance on stuff. I just kind of thought Trump came out one day and said, we're leaving tomorrow. Uh, I, but I guess I guess it was it was a leak in the in the Defense Department. Someone someone leaked it. So there because yeah, I'm like, I think if I read stuff correct, it. The goal of the intervention in Syria was to take back the land from ISIS and and deny them their caliphate, and apparently the president thinks that that's that's been achieved. You know what I want? Here's what here's what I want. I really want I really want the it, it to be a big Bugs Bunny trick. I want uh, I, I I doubt I doubt very much this is the case, but I think it was awesome. It, it would be awesome. Like say you know so we've taken back a bunch. Uh, a back of uh, you know 
ISIS land in, in Syria. And then and then we go, hey, we're leaving, you guys. We're leaving. Because I know Trump would always be so mad at Obama. He's like, you don't tell your enemy your plans. You just do it. So that's, that's the thing that just doesn't ring true for this. That's what makes me think it, it could be a Bugs Bunny trip. So, like, you go, hey, everybody, we're leaving. We're leaving. We're leaving tomorrow. And then you leave. You pretend to leave. And then when all the ISIS guys come back, you go, boom, 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 boom. Ha, ha, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I want that to be. I want that. I want this to be. I want the world to be shocked at how dirty Trump can fight. I really and like I could see General Mattis not being okay with that. You don't do that. You don't. Well, I'm not in the business of fighting the Bugs Bunny War. I don't do Bugs Bunny Wars. I'm Mattis. I spit nails and I chew staples. And then Trump's like, no, it'll be great. You'll see. We'll pretend to leave. They'll all come back and then boomity boom boom boom. It would be hilarious. And I would love it. Well, I mean, the other problem with saying what you're going to do is then if you can't do it, you look weak. Remember when Obama was going to take everybody out of Afghanistan? Yeah. That was a campaign pledge. He talked about it a lot. You know what he never did? Take people take out of people Afghanistan. Out of, yeah, I think he actually increased troop levels over there a couple of times. So unless you're 100% sure you can do it, don't talk about it. It's not even about alerting your enemies. Well, here, here's what, and, here, and, and I really, I find myself going back to my, my very first thoughts on this. We've been over there for such a long time. Oh, I agree. For such a long time. If we're, listen, if we're going to stay this long, we should just go ahead and nation build. Like, if we're going to stay this long, we should be building stuff. Because look at post. building a boatload of stuff in Afghanistan. I hope we are. You I can't hope build we are. anything in Syria. I know, right? So let's just let's let's bolt. I mean, let's give the Kurds air cover. Let's make sure that they're not going to get slaughtered. That's horrible. Yes. I don't like the idea of Kurds getting slaughtered or or, or Christians. You know, whatever anybody. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of slaughter. Correct. <laughs> I'll take the especially take the especially on religious stamp. or ideological grounds. It's just a bad thing to do. Yes. Yes. Uh, but if we're going to be in Afghanistan, let's build stuff. We knocked it out of the park when we rebuilt Germany. We crushed it in Japan. And I tell you, it looks like South Korea is doing pretty good. Let's start, uh, uh, for real, let's start building Starbucks. I want Starbucks. I want Domino's. I want some Burger Kings. Uh, let's bring our culture to Afghanistan. Let's do it. If we're if we're gonna stay for seventeen years, we, we let's let's have some water parks opening. Let's. Uh, I want. Uh, I want one of those Dickies barbecues. That the, no, the thing that drove <laughs> that are me in the mall and the, the thing that drove me nuts about all these all this these announcements. So all of a sudden, you see these people on the far left going, "You are condemning women in Afghanistan to a lifetime in the Middle Ages where their property and done." Okay, y'all just figured this out. Y'all <laughs> just so figured this out. This is the I religion that, of peace. Don't you remember? I had that same thought this morning. It's hilarious. We are on the same page. We're, oh I'm watching these Democrats talk. Like, you're using our talking points from freaking four well, like, years it was ago. Like, it was like the whole week was opposite week like that. 
which is which is beautiful. And I hope I hope people are rolling tape on all of this. Like, I hope people are rolling tape on all. Of this. Y'all just figured that out. <laughs> it's and, oh, I'm so and, confused. Uh, this goes back to the wall thing, but like it's it is the other good good thing like in modern politics now because there's that hilarious uh, Chuck Schumer. Uh, clip where he's talking about border security and illegal aliens are not Americans well, and all when, that. That's when they cared about working class individuals who had manufacturing jobs and other things. They just don't care anymore. Yeah, they just they just they gotta literally keep... have to play to that eight percent of crazy people that they yeah. call their base. Yeah, I, and I don't. Oh boy. And here's the other thing about Chuck. First of all, he looks like the Winter Warlock. I will think that forever. You, your, t- your, that that tweet was great. We did the, the, you did uh, you did the picture side by side. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Somebody put the glasses on it for me. That was awesome. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, and then I I did Nancy Pelosi and the dolly from the Island of Misfit Toys. But um, the thing about Chuck Schumer, I think he's confused. He's not going to be the majority leader come January, but listening to him talk, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> oh, he's he's unbelievable. It's like, no, no, Nancy gets to run for speaker again, but Chuck, you guys didn't win in this room. In this room, Until no. Until the American people are convinced that we will stop future flows of illegal immigration, we will make no progress on dealing with the millions of illegal immigrants who are here now and on rationalizing our system of legal immigration. It's plain and simple and unavoidable. When we use phrases like undocumented workers, we convey a message to the American people that they're going <laughs> he to... He just goes on and on and on. I'm literally holding my phone up to the speaker. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, I know. But he's just... And you were right. You were right. I did go back after our podcast last week, and I did watch that video. Which one? The one in the Oval Office with him oh. and Nancy. Dude, he wasn't just like he was like the couch was eating him. It was. It was hilarious. <laughs> like he curled into almost like a little ball. Yeah. It, what was it, that about? Uh, I. I, I, I I, I don't know. I'm like it, it, literally it was watching. Wonderful going, to watch. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have to. I don't. I don't think we're gonna have to pay money. We might have to pay money for this. I can't really play it. Uh, maybe we'll go. Nah, I don't want to get in trouble. The, the, some there. There's. Uh, I. It's a huge left turn right now. But somebody took pieces of a Donald. Look this up. You'll you'll find it on Google. You guys. Maybe I'll try to put it. Uh, maybe I'll try to put a link to this. <clears throat> on the website today, someone took that song "Last Christmas" by Wham. Mm-hmm. Last, I think that's all I can do. I think I can do one note before I owe ten thousand dollars. But you know, you know, I think you get to like go. fourteen seconds. But I, no, I, I think you get three notes. I, I'm really? not even kidding. Yeah, and I, okay. I don't want to. But it's the one last, and then so anyway, they took that and they took pieces of Donald Trump speeches and they auto tuned it. And so it is the president of the United States, Donald Trump, singing that song. It makes me happy. It makes me so happy. God, okay. some people have a lot of free time. There's a guy. I don't know if you follow this dude. Carpe Donkum. He is, he is 
just fantastic. He's just fantastic. Hopefully he'll start listening to the podcast and and I, I want to get his stuff on the loftusparty.com as fast as we can. All right, so we we talked about uh, we talked about the wall. We talked about illegal immigration. And here's another one you can throw out at the, at the Christmas parties. It's 22 million people. It's 22 million people. That's a, that's a lot. And I guess uh, I guess back in 1910 the American citizens had enough. There was a huge segment. There was a huge segment of the population that was not American-born. The the floodgates were open. There was just too many immigrants coming in. So the people in 1910 they said, "We've had enough. We need a respite from this." So there is historical precedent. We're still a nation of immigrants. Uh, so blah 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 blah. Yeah, and whatever you do, if you're sitting around having this argument. Uh, Make sure people know we still let people into the country legally. We're still accepting a million people a year. Yeah. Okay, okay, and then so so we've helped you out. We we've done all we can to can help I, you out with your Christmas dinner fights. Yes. Can I just say one thing that makes me so happy about this shutdown? Oh, another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my boy's in charge. <laughs> what do you mean, Mick Mulvaney? Oh, he's front and center. If he you, leaves, if he leaves, I will cry as hard as Ben Shapiro did when Nikki Haley left. Yeah, like well, that dude rocks. Sorry. Here, listen. This is one of the, the one of the upsides to, and you can go back to a couple of the. I think it was I think it was his last appearance on on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Ryan Gerdusky, our our boy, our boy in New York, who's Mister. Mm-hmm. He's not a Nikki Haley fan. He's like good riddance. He, Sorry, I yeah. am. I know. I'm about she's, 15 years older than Ryan, so we might have a different perspective. <laughs> it's a po- he, with him, it's a policy thing. With him, it's always about policy. He's uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm like, ooh, Nikki Haley. She's kind of delicious. <laughs> so I have, to, I have to get that she, out of the way she first. She moved the embassy to Israel supported that at the UN level, basically told everybody to screw off. She left the Human Rights Commission because it was a joke. Hey, um, you're, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, uh, no, you, but I don't like, because he's, he's, kind of, he's kind of all for, like, non-interventionist kind of stuff and American sovereignty, so I'm not really sure what she did that's so problematic, because it was all broke that his kind heart. of stuff. She so. broke his heart. So yesterday, this is a, this is an evaluation and a criticism of our social media. I didn't do this on Facebook, but I did it on the Twitter page. Mm-hmm. The Twitter page, I guess it is the Twitter page. The, 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 I did it on the Twitters. I asked people, who is the sexiest person on the right? Not sexiest man, sexiest woman, sexiest person on the right. And, like, no one responded. Well, that's that sad. made me, but we always get better sad. responses on um, Facebook. Facebook is stickier, they say. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand the Twitter feed goes by fad, but but like um, uh, so I uh, <laughs> I'm actively making some changes in the Twitter. Like, <laughs> I uh, I think I gotta shock some people. I gotta smack some people around. And if if you're if you're a fuddy duddy, if you have a a stick wedged firmly uh, betwixt your butt cheeks. It's it's not going to go well for you. Going to make these changes. They're in not listening to this podcast. If that's the case, 
What do you mean? <laughs> if they had a stick that far up betwixt, they would not enjoy this particular little hour a week. Yeah, well, I, here's, here's the funny thing. Here's what we need to figure out, and, I'm, uh, and we'll just talk about this publicly. Where, what are we categorized as, the show? Um, politics and comedy. Politics and comedy. I, I, sadly enough, and this is, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off and tell people, I, I thought maybe we were politics. So I looked up like how you find your ranking, how you find mm-hmm. your uh, ranking in podcasts. We're not in the top 200. However, uh, Rachel Maddow barely made it. There's a bunch of, uh, but there, there's a, I had, I had, I guess maybe I, I, I just didn't realize, but man, we're, there's some, there's some heavy hitters in the, in the politics. Thanks for help. When, when you guys go to, uh, iTunes and, uh, and, and leave a rating, it really does help. Uh, I know I've said that before, but, but holy smoke, you got, you got Rush Limbaugh, you got Bill O'Reilly, you got Brett Baer, you got mm-hmm. ever holy crap, our competition is fierce. Everybody's podcasting. We should change, we should change our category to like geeky sex toys or something. <laughs> like yeah, but then our, people listening go, this is miscategorized. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. This isn't about a C-3PO dildo. This They're talking politics. What the heck? Yeah, I had a okay. very popular tweet yesterday. You you had several. You were on fire. Oh, no, I only tweeted like three things yesterday, but that one lady probably hates me. What? Well, 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 tell people to tweet. Tell people to tweet. Well, so there's some professor in Illinois that's just one of these raging third-wave feminists that says effing white dudes. This was a great joke. This was a great joke. Listen, (laughs) you guys, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to get, you got this, you need a little bit of a ramp into this one. You need a bit of a ramp into this one. So the girls tweet, no, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. So the girls tweet is uh, effing white dudes, but she didn't say effing. She actually used the whole whole word. word. She just and it was just like with like you could see the the fist of rage and the so she just says effing white dudes. It was it was then, virtue signaling to the nth degree. And then and then you said it's a great punchline. It's a great punchline. You said not everybody's interested in what you're doing this weekend. Yeah, I laughed out loud. Dude. I'm like that. Dude, that's, a, that's a great I'm joke. I'm such that's a child that punch. I giggled when I tweeted it. Like, I amused myself. Feeling. That's a great feeling. Yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, this is like something a third grader would do, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's, it's right in the wheelhouse. Yeah, right it, it, be very careful of words that can be adjectives and verbs. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I saw one last night. I saw one last night, this dude, this guy tweeted, like, he's like, listen, man, if I tweet something really great, and then it doesn't get any interaction, and then I see somebody tweet the same thing in, at like, 20 minutes after me, and everybody likes it, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> and so some guy retweeted it, and on top of it, he wrote, he wrote, if I write a really great tweet, and it gets zero interaction, and someone wrote, and everybody, he like did it word for word, and everybody was retweeting it. Oh my god! And I'm like, that's hilarious. That's, that's hilarious. Awesome. And it's actually good for the guy who started it. But that's I, I, that's just like good years fun. ago. Somebody was like, 
don't just fave a tweet. If you're going to fave a tweet, you need to retweet the tweet. And so yeah. the thing got no retweets, but it had like 10,466 faves. That's hilarious. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we have to say this. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back into uh, serious uh, mode here because a couple stories that I that I don't want to pass up. Uh, CNN's journalist of the year in 2014. <laughs> CNN's journalist of the year in 2014 was a fiction just, writer. <laughs> just lost his job. He admits to fabricating at least 14 articles about Donald Trump. And this is the guy's quote. This is the guy's quote. Quote, I'm sick and need to get help. <laughs> you got an award? That's journalist of the year. And he, he admits to, like just making up stories out of whole cloth. Just completely just making them up. Okay, maybe he should have gotten a fiction award. It's hilarious. And it just like when people go, uh, you know, CNN isn't fake news. Saying, no, they, they're literally, they're, the journalist of the year is literally making it up. It's did, just, yeah, it's straight did, up fiction. Did you see the other great journalism thing this week? No, no. America tell. is now one of the most dangerous countries for journalists. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. That was That's such garbage. Hilarious. That's not what it said. <laughs> I actually read the report. Oh, I'm I couldn't like, go that deep. True. I didn't have that. I didn't have the patience for that one. Oh no! Like, okay, so other countries have hundreds of journalists, dissident journalists, jailed, and they're starving them and they're torturing them. But we had some nut job with a long-standing grudge walk into newspaper office and kill whoever was available. Some of them happened to be journalists. One of them was a salespeople. Tragic, but not yeah. the government. And then a tree fell on two journalists. So the raw number of journalists that died in the U.S. last year was bigger than it had been. Yeah. So they put us in with Syria, Afghanistan, um, Yemen, I think, and Mexico. <laughs> I just, it's crazy out there for a journalist. I just laughed. I'm like sitting there. What they're really talking about is the mistreatment of the press and the suppression of the press. But this was put first in the in the report, and NBC and The Hill and ABC and CNN. Oh, look, it's so dangerous in America. No, no, it's not. I, lo I, I love it. I really, really love it when they when they elevate themselves like this. Oh they give God. themselves these levels of importance. There is a, uh, it's a classic, uh, it's like a sitcom trope. It's like the uh, Streisand effect. Well, it's like hoisted on his own petard. Yeah. What you do, what you do is you take Jackie Gleason and the Honeymooners, mm -hmm. and he goes, "I don't, I don't care, Norton. I don't care. I'm not telling another lie, cause I, Norton, am a man of honor." So, Ralph, you're not gonna lie? No, no more lying. And then in comes the wife. Right. Ralph, did you look for a job? Well, and then oh, look, he's caught. And that's what get. That's what's so insanely delicious about mm -hmm. th these morons at, at CNN, the Don Lemons of the world, and, and, and the promos. Oh my gosh, all of them. All, we are not fake news. This is an apple. Some people will tell you it's a banana. And you're like, you know who tell me it's a banana? Your journalist of the year 2014. <laughs> and you gave him an award. 
right? It's just beautiful and wonderful, and just it just keeps the whole fake news thing going. It's just the best, and it just it just tickles me to watch them. The Don Lemons of the world, boy, oh boy, did you see Wolf Blitzer when he had? I think the guy's name is uh, who's the dude from the White House, Stephen Miller. Yeah, oh. I didn't see it. No. Oh, there is a great clip where Wolf Blitzer is like the the Democrats. Uh, uh, the Democrats are for border security. And, and and Stephen Miller's like, you wouldn't know it by how they voted. They voted against this. They voted against that. They voted against this. They voted against that. They shut down this. They won't fund that. And it was just like, it was like a boom, 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 like no, seven in a row. And then Wolf Blitzer's just sitting there. He goes, well, look, 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 let, let's move on. Let's move on. It was so, it was so beautiful. Stephen Miller is a wonk's wonk. Let's put it oh, that he's, way. Oh, he's a Gatling gun. Mm-hmm. He is just a Gatling gun. Get him. He would be my TV guy. Him and him and uh, Mitch Mulvaney, Nick Mulvaney, whatever the heck his name is. Yep. Get those guys on there constantly. And here's here's some wonderful, so, some more wonderful hypocrisy. Uh, the the that David Hogg kid. Oh my God. Got into Harvard. Did got into s- Harvard with his SAT scores. His, his SAT scores. He got he got. A 1270. He got a 1270. Yeah, I got the stats here. Hang on. Uh, and then, and here's the great thing. You talk about, do you know you know what an Asian kid has to get to get into Harvard? Yeah, Hawk got a 1270 this, on his the SAT. The bottom yeah. 25% at Harvard have an average of 1460. Yes. 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 And I think if and if you're an Asian kid, you want to talk about discrimination. If you're an Asian kid, I, I want to say you've got to be up to in like in like the fifteen hundreds, oh, almost sixteen. You got to be like you got to be it, almost it's, perfect. It's crazy. Well, I yes, mean, that kid can't even so, write that kid, so, kid can't even write a gra- grammatically correct tweet. It's just and, uh, and, and this is what I predicted. I said you watch Kyle Koshev, right? Yeah. The kid from Parkland, Florida, who will be valedictorian, who is brilliant, by the way. Very smart. Oh, yeah, kid. That, that kid's great. Right? Watch, because yes. he said he wants to go to Harvard. You watch him apply and get denied. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Oh, and then here's, I, I found this great quote by, uh, this is another one to use around the, the, the Christmas table. It's just good to have these little in your arsenal, you guys, if it's getting a little awkward. When people talk about uh, diversity, we need diversity, we need diversity, we need diversity. This is a, a Thomas Sowell quote that I'm going to mangle, so forgive me. Uh, but good old Tommy uh, Sowell says, next time people start talking about we need diversity, we need diversity, ask them how many uh, Republicans are, are teaching in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a, that's a great one. That's a great one. How many, how many Republicans, how many conservatives do you have in uh, academia there at your college? Oh, that's the best. That's, the, that's like the, the, the kryptonite bullet that Batman uses to kill Superman when you talk about the whole diversity thing. It's just beautiful. There's so much beauty in the world. we got to celebrate it. We do. We really do. Oh, and I just want to do this publicly. This just helps me because uh, I, 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 I still have my list of uh, the people that I hate. <clears throat> from uh, from the Obamacare vote, these are these are the uh, eight House Republicans who voted against funding a border wall: Justin Am- Amash, Ken Buck, 
Carlos Curbelo, Will Hurd, Eric Paulson, Fred Upton, David Valadeo, and Eilina Ross Letian. Letinen. I don't even know how you. I don't. I've never even heard of that chick. But those are the eight, eight Republicans who voted against funding uh, the wall. They are on my enemies of the Loftus Party list. Uh oh. And here's a fun one that came out. Bye bye, Speaker Paul Ryan. The uh, the uh, the Democrats bought that uh, dossier. You know, they funded the dossier, the Steele dossier on mm-hmm. Donald Trump, blah, 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 blah. Well, we know we now know that it was John McCain's office yep. that leaked that to BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. So John McCain, the vet, the hero warrior that everyone loves. So John McCain's office is tied to leak. They, they leaked the dossier and uh, they're the ones that were, were also behind the, the Tea Party IRS thing. Mm-hmm. So let's not. I used to. I used to be like, "Wow, people hate John McCain." Like, what a what a dick! What an absolute dick! And then uh, you know who else had the uh, the old steel dossier early? Who? Paulie Ryan. Oh, really? Mr. Yeah, Mister Paulie Ryan had it. So I got I got no I got no love for the John McCain. And uh, Paulie Ryan, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. Well, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so we gotta. Oh my God, it goes so fast. It goes so fast. We're 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 switching. We're switching up. We already talked about uh, the sexiest conservative. Just the fact that like almost nobody responded to that. My my buddy did. My buddy did. Uh, and he's a wonderful dude, Brian Hayner. Uh, I've just outed him publicly. Sorry, Brian. One of the most talented guitar players ever, like in the history of ever. This guy is an insane guitar player, one of the top session guys in L.A. for years and years and years. He is nuts. He is nuts. And when he and I get together, he's going to be part of the Deplorable Comedy Tour, mm-hmm. which those dates will be announced in two weeks. Well, like January 12th is what we're, we're aiming for. Uh, Hayner's going to be in on that. He, he and I, I'm going to get together with this dude. We're going to write some killer material. Some killer material. And it's going to sound amazing. And then watch what happens. Watch what happens. My friend uh, Terrence, <clears throat> Terrence K. Williams, you see mm-hmm. him on Twitter all the time. He does. He was down at the... Uh, Oh, Charlie Kirk's thing down in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was amazing. There is, you know, the media didn't give any attention to that because that was insane. But did you go down? I, no, I did not. I had so much to do uh, here in Los Angeles before before the holidays and all that good stuff. But Terrence was showing, uh, sending me some videos. They did some really funny stuff it's there's a boatload of energy and there are some hotties there are some hotties that's what gave me the inspiration like terrence has got his arms around these two girls and he's like you know you know there's gorgeous people on on the other side too something very you know not just like that and i'm like what do you think who who do people think are the sexiest people on the right and 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 maybe uh 
maybe you're interested in sex on the right. Maybe that's maybe that's what they're they're doing. So don't don't do that, guys. Don't do it. Like statistically, we know that the conservatives have more sex. It's freakier sex. It's not the vanilla. It's so. But the the more you try to like act like you don't, and you act like a I'm a Puritan. I'm a Puritan. You are you are just setting your own trap. You're setting your own trap. Many moons ago, and this is probably a good time to do it. Next year will be our our year in review show. But like this is where the loftusparty.com, where we own the freaks. <laughs> you are. You're allowed to do. We're not going to do that. It's 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 hoisting yourself on your own petard. If you start going, oh, I'm just the only sex I like, and oh, me and my wife, and this, that, and we're just oh, we only touch on Easter, whatever that is. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Because then one day you'll be running for public office, and they'll go, uh, back in uh, 2014, you tweeted this image out. Would you like to comment about that? And then you'll be done for. Because people love to dig up the old stuff. Yes, so, they do. Own your freakiness. Right now, Chris Rock is in the hot seat. Chris Rock is in the hot seat. And this is great. Uh, I, uh, have you seen... I'm sure you've seen this. What? The Chris Rock clip from... It's, he did a... Ricky Gervais did the show on HBO. And it was interesting to, for me. I, I watched it as a comedian. So it's Ricky Gervais, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Louis C.K. And they're all talking about the nature of comedy. And and what they like to do and what they don't like to do. And Ricky Gervais, you could tell, was kind of like the odd man out. They they really didn't consider him to be a comedian. They really didn't. And Ricky, God bless him, he he must have doubled down on that because that guy had the most popular tour in the like in the history of stand up comedy. So they're talking about and I and I feel like such a hypocrite right now. And the only reason I'm not going to say the word is because I, I I don't want to like offend someone who's listening. But Chris Rock is talking about uh, the N-word, and he's uh, joking around with Louis C.K. Now, here's what you need to know. When, when Chris Rock's big special hit years and years ago on HBO, and it was kind of like his arrival. You know, he had been on SNL, but then he, he kind of disappeared. Then he did this special on HBO where he actually, he, one of the big things was a black person will do this, and a mm, will do this. And a bunch of that was written by Chris Rock and Louis C.K. Louis C.K. was just dialed in at that particular moment in time. So on this this HBO roundtable discussion, Chris Rock is like saying he's like giving props to Louis C.K. Like saying, "This is my bubba right here. This is my N word. This guy is more N word than most." You know, and it's all fun. And and Chris Rock is laughing. Louis C.K. is laughing. Uh, Ricky Gervais can't believe it's happening. He's laughing. And then, like, Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> just looks awkward. Right. He's like, you know, but he, once again, he's, I think Seinfeld's on the spectrum. So someone has, th- this show was in, back in uh, 2011. So somehow, uh, I guess because somebody wanted to ruin Chris Rock's Christmas, they brought out this clip last night. And now it's all over the internet and like, how dare Chris Rock? How dare he? How dare he? And you guys, guess what? It's just a word. It's just a word. And 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 I want Chris Rock to stand up and fight. I don't think he's responded to any of this crap yet, but boy, I want him to. He's got a huge, huge opportunity to, to be a, a hero right now and really set the record straight and, and make a lot of people's heads explode. It would be awesome. <laughs> It would be awesome. I have a small Michael Topia. 
I have I have a small Michaeltopia, but they say that uh, I can do exercises and uh, <laughs> they got they got some pills. Okay, go ahead. You're you're rolling you're rolling into a uh, uh, a Michaeltopia. Go for it. In Michaeltopia, you do not make cereal that tastes like Sour Patch Kids. What? Post cereal is introducing the Sour Patch Kids flavor of cereal. Can you imagine pouring milk on Sour Patch Kids? No, I can't. That's just gross. That is... The market should make them suffer for this. They should sell nary a box. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's like a, a swing and a miss. Okay, here's my Michaeltopia. Mm-hmm. In my Michaeltopia. This is like, it's odd that you did this one because I literally have this one written down and I'm just trying to think, I, I want to frame it in a way, uh, in, in my Michaeltopia, we don't judge M&Ms by their covers. <laughs> we, I, I hated the, the M&M cherry, right? I hated M&M strawberry. Mm-hmm. Just hated them. Oh, hated the them, strawberry was gross. There's it a new one. It wasn't just strawberry, one. it was strawberry nut. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Strawberry nut. That. That's what it was. That sounds like something you'd spend 50 cents on at a whorehouse in cowboy days. Oh I want God. my strawberry nut. Okay. I, I bought these M&Ms the other day because uh, I was going to mock them on the, on the show. Mm-hmm. I, bought a small, I bought a small package of M&M... Pumpkin pie flavor. No. I'm no. telling you. I'm telling you. No. They weren't. Um, they weren't bad. I'm like, I was really ready to go off on them. Like, this is the worst. This is the worst. It is certainly coconut, not the worst. Coconut and pretzel. Never. Only never ones. coconut. Never coconut. Always coconut. Never coconut. Big nope. almond joy fan here. Oh, you and three other people are keeping that whole industry alive. Coconut. I only eat is them at Halloween. Worthless. Coconut is worthless. I that's the new fight. That's the new fight we need to have. Listen, uh, if you are, uh, uh, if you lean to the right, if you're on social media, I'm ready for some new fights. I've been saying this for a long time. I'm done with snowflake. The, the, I, don't, I, I never, I will never tweet those words. I don't even like saying them. The other fight, and it's it's fun. It's fun to watch people try to start these little cute little fights on social social media. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Change my mind. Yeah, it is. It is like that was settled four years ago. Right. Four years ago, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. So we need to move on and find a new uh, cutesy bootsy uh, thing to fake argue about on social media. Okay. You guys, uh, next year I'm gonna I'm gonna do a lot of polls this week on on the Twitter. Next year, we have one more show before next year. I know, so we got. I'm gonna do a lot of polls in in the upcoming week. I want to I want to say, oh, and someone just responded to the thing yesterday. They're saying Dan Crenshaw is yeah, that, that, uh, one that could of the be okay. sexiest. Okay, I, listen, I, I'm just here to tally the score. I'm not here to judge. I don't want to affect the outcome, but I want to. I want to know who the the, the highs and the lows of 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 the year, what excites you, what scares you, all that stuff. And we'll do a big year in review show. We'll talk about what the big stories are and all that good stuff. So 
that is, we got we got Christmas right around the corner. I'm sure everybody still has some shopping to do, some last minute things to pick up. Go do that. Enjoy the rest of your week, and thank you for liking and sharing the videos. Thank you for being our friends on Facebook and sharing all the stuff. It's it's working. Thanks for subscribing to the YouTube channel and. Oh my God! Well, I'm not going to out this person, but thanks for going to theloftestparty.com. You guys, you really—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. You can post, you can comment, you can create stories. I ain't lying to you. I ain't lying to you. Oh, and uh, we had a little glitch in our Facebook where some people were posting. There's like a little private group. Uh, for people who like like big 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 time supporters of the Loftus Party, there was a little glitch. I posted some stuff in there, and it wasn't going. I hadn't. This is me. I I was not. I had to change the settings in that. So now you can post there as well. So you can post in the Facebook group. You can post at loftusparty.com. It's amazing. It's fun, and it's just going to get better and better and better. Have a great week, you guys. 